The penitentiary is certainly the most commanding building on site. The word penitentiary has its origins in Latin meaning repentance. Originally built as a flour mill and granary in 1843, it was described as a folly because in a place notoriously short of water, the mill was to be powered by a water wheel. There was, however, a backup plan, a convict-powered treadwheel. These devices were certainly nothing new. There was a treadwheel in place at the Hobart barracks and many a convict had spent time on these never-ending staircases. Some prisons simply used treadwheels as a means of punishment, with the wheel having no other function or purpose. Trundling away would be very tedious, exhausting work, and we know of at least one convict here who was killed by the treadwheel when he stumbled. It was hoped that the mill and granary would supply the needs of the convict department and produce surplus for our export. However, the mill was to be a grand failure. After standing idle for many years, the mill was gutted and converted into the penitentiary, which had four distinct levels. The top level was a large dormitory with capacity for around 350 men, accommodation for well-behaved convicts, but hardly a penthouse. On the third storey was a Catholic chapel and a large dining hall, which doubled as a schoolroom, and a library which held thousands of books. Schoolrooms and libraries were very unusual for any prison at the time, let alone a place like this, a prison at the end of the earth. Also contained within this massive building were bathhouses, hot and cold water, flushing toilets, a laundry, bakehouse and kitchens. As you would expect, the penitentiary also enforced punishment. At ground level were 136 tiny cells used for solitary confinement. Their size, or lack of, is still evident today. Convicts in these cells were in chains and would often have their sentence of solitary confinement combined with hard labour. It became known that some men would commit a minor offence with the express purpose of being removed from the hard labour of the chain gangs. They would much prefer to be locked in solitary for a few days where they would happily curl up and sleep. By combining the punishment of hard labour with these cells, that particular scheme was foiled. At the end of the building were workshops for a variety of trades, where better behaved convicts were learning to become carpenters, coopers, woodturners, tailors, boot and shoemakers, nailers and blacksmiths. Some convicts, however, were given very special jobs. Notorious for his bad temper, burglar Mark Jeffrey was made resident gravedigger upon Isle of the Dead. Saturday afternoon, Jeffrey would be picked up from the island to sleep overnight in the penitentiary so he could attend the divine services on the Sunday. Penitentiary staff and more than a few convicts would probably give Big Mark a wide berth while he was staying there. Monday morning he would return to his duties and small hut on the island, restock with supplies and Jeffrey seemed to be quite happy in his role. Understandable perhaps as prior to becoming the grave digger, Jeffrey was kept under the very strict regime of the separate prison, but more about that terrible place later. Located next to the penitentiary close to the harbour is the watchman's quarters. Of main interest there are a number of photographs taken during occupation by well-known Tasmanian photographer John Watt Beatty. 
These pictures show what was here before buildings were sold off and the fires of the 1890s took their toll. As you wander the site, you'll be looking at around a third of what used to be here. The penitentiary was left in its ruined state by fires over the Christmas of 1897. Visitors often ask why we don't rebuild the penitentiary or put a roof on the convict church. A fair question. Port Arthur follows the Borough Charter, which could be called the Bible for heritage professionals. Its basic premise is, do as much as necessary, but as little as possible. The ruined state of a building or monument is a part of its history. Following a major storm in 2011, it became necessary to stabilise the penitentiary when the ground below became unstable and the building started to lean and crack. A $7.3 million conservation project was begun to stabilise and conserve the structure and the grey steel pillars you see today are part of that work, which will see this wonderful ruin standing for many decades to come.